Simón's Live. Welcome to another week of It's a Mom's Life. Last week we spoke about Rahab, the prostitute, who happened to make it to Jesus' family tree. Can you believe it? We spoke about the fact that it doesn't matter the family you come from. You can still make a difference in the world. 
Yep, and this week we are chatting about someone who's very different, but when yeah. researching her, she was awesome. So really we're getting awesome. our information from some of our information from www.christianity.com. And we are chatting about Deborah, or how some may say Deborah, but we're just going to say Deborah, or at least I am. Okay, so Deborah is one of the most influential women of the Bible. She is known for w her wisdom and courage and is the only woman on of the Old Testament who is known for her own faith and action, mm -hmm. not because of her relationship to her husband or another man. As a prophet, Judge Deborah was said to hear God's voice and share God's word with others. As a priestess, she did not offer sacrifices as the men did, but she did lead worship, worship services and preach. Oh, there we go. We were talking about it beforehand. And okay. preach, right? So she was like that pastor, that woman pastor. Many biblical scholars believe that De Deborah was a wife as well. However, in Hebrews, the same word is used for woman and wife. Okay, so they're really not sure. They're just sort of debating that one so we don't really know with certainty if deborah was a woman of lapidoth a place or the wife of lapidoth a person so we, we aren't sure but a little bit later we'll get into that yes and deborah's story is actually found in the book of judges so from judges 4 she arose in a very dark time in israel when you read the book of judges you always hear this people were really crazy they were wild mm. they did what was right in their own eyes and uh, israel was under great oppression when she rose up and as a woman in times of great oppression we usually look to a man mm. to fight for us or stand up and lead what makes her stand out for me is the fact that she she is known um not just as a wife of you know as denise just explained but she stood on her own faith she's mm. known as a woman of faith yeah so Judge Deborah was one of the rulers of the Hebrews and the, the only female leader in the Old Testament. These mm. rulers were called Mishpat, which is translated as judges, a role that originated back with when Moses appointed helpers to assist him in resolving arguments among the people. So that's basically what she did. That's judges good. sought guidance from the Lord by praying and meditating before proclaiming their ruling on a matter okay many of the judges were also thought of as prophets who articulated a word from the lord deborah would sit under the palm tree between ramah and bethel in the hill of country of ephraim and the israelites would line up for her to rule on a matter That's like awesome. she was wanted she was okay. she was honored she was like listen let's get to deborah what does deborah say uh, so as far as we know, Deborah was not a mother in, in the sense of that she had children, but one could say she was a mother in a sense that she led people. So in, so said in JWA.org, it says Deborah is called or calls herself a mother in Israel. That's beautiful. Now, Israel is not just a couple of kids. Israel is a city. A, it is a city, right? <laughs> Perhaps yes, the so character yeah. is meant to be a biological mother, you know, uh, but no children are mentioned in the text. More likely, the phrase indicates that, that her arbitration powers as judge were parental. That's so, awesome. in a, or, or even maternal. Okay, though hardly in a tender, n nurturing sense. So she was more of a mother role, mm. a parental role awesome. to Israel. 
Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't, oh, my little lovey, my baby. It wasn't like that, although she was, there was parts of her that were like that. But it's like a mother, you know, you obviously do that at times, but other times you have to go, no, you can't. You have to, what is the word that I'm looking for? Um, be... Be what stern? Be stern with yes, that's a good that's a good word. Be stern with your your children. She had to be stern with the nation of Israel. Mm. So it wasn't just children; it was the nation. Yeah, so awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. She wore many hats. This wonderful woman mm-hmm. we're talking about, and we're just going to mention a few of them right now. So the first one is Deborah, the warrior. Can I can imagine her already in a armor of a soldier and with a spear on a horse, just mm-hmm. saying, "Let's go for war." So Deborah, upon receiving instructions from God, called Barak, an Israelite warrior, to bring ten thousand troops up to Mount Tabor, if I'm saying that right, to attack Syria, which was a J- Jabin's commander of troops. Barak responded by saying, "I love this so much. If." You will go with me, yes. I will go. And if not, I will not go. This is a man who is supposed to be a warrior. And this is what he is saying. So as a woman, I feel very proud to see a woman in the Bible leading a troop, yeah. leading troops of um, soldiers to war, which shows that God doesn't choose people based on their gender. Yeah, you know, good. God doesn't say to Barak, stop it and take the lead, you the man. But God, God always works with an obedient heart. God always works with a willing heart. And that's what Deborah actually had. Yeah. Deborah was also, obviously, we, we read earlier, a singer and a preacher. And I love the song of Deborah. Um, I've never really focused on, on this before, just doing these, this research. I don't know why I can't speak today. <laughs> so in Judges 5, we read Judge Deborah's story again, but this time as a poem. This mm-hmm. chapter in the scripture often referred to as the Song of Deborah is believed to be written as early as the 12th century BC and is considered by many biblical scholars as, as one of the earliest examples of Hebrew poetry. Right? So, so, one of the earliest, so she wrote one of the first poems. That's awesome. In Hebrew, this poetry celebrates Hebrews' victory over the Canaanites and Sisera's army. Now, this is what it says, right? Wake up, wake up, Deborah. Wake up, wake up. Break out in song. Arise, Barak. Take captive your captive son of Abinom. The remnants of the nobles came down. The people of the Lord came down to me against the mighty. So may all your enemies perish. Lord, but may all who love you be like the sun when it rises yes. in its strength. Beautiful. What does the song of Deborah and Barak actually mean? So according to hebraicthought.org, in its context, the primary function of the song of Deborah and Barak is theologically reframes the Kishon battle as an exemplar of the battles of the period. So as to instruct and challenge a troubled people to keep expecting their faith, God, their faithful God to rescue them in their moments of distress. So she turned it, she turned a moment of, of distress, a moment of trouble, a moment of war around and went, no, God will give us our victory. If we stand up, Deborah, stand up, nations stand up, Barak, stand up, and we will get, get the victory. Um, so this is what this poem is, is, is saying. Uh, she says she wanted she wanted to remind the people to focus 
on the victory. Don't focus on just the battle. Focus on the finish line. Focus on the victory. God will prevail. God will do this. Awesome. If it's in his will, he will pre- we will prevail. So it's it's such an awesome an awesome uh, testimony. You know, as you're speaking in my head, I was I'm just trying to imagine what she looked like. This woman is she tall and tough, or is she short? And it doesn't matter. But just <laughs> reading her story just makes me wonder yeah. what she actually looked like. Not that it will you know do anything. What can we learn from the story of Deborah? We can learn so much from her life. But these are the three lessons that we we're gonna pull out for for today. The first thing is be obedient because she was obedient. If God is telling you to do something or go somewhere, despite your fears, listen to his call. He has plans that Mm. we cannot begin to understand and hearts and lives that may be changed um, by our obedience. I love that. We can change lives by being obedient. We see that in her story. And the second thing we can learn from her is be courageous. The old saying, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called Mm. applies here. Doing something out of your comfort zone to glorify him can be terrifying. But faith was never promised to be easy. Be bold. Be courageous for his glory. And the last thing is stand true. Never waver in your faith. We may not always know what the road ahead looks like. But we we need to remember that God will faithfully guide us and lead the way. So we're going to end off today with Judges 5 verse 7 and says, Villagers in Israel would not fight. They held back until I, Deborah, arose. Until I arose a mother in Israel. So I read up this commentary because it's very poetic and I needed to be sure. But in Jill's exposition of the entire Bible, that's basically Jill's explanation of this particular verse, says, Deborah rose that I arose a mother in Israel until it pleased God to raise her up and grace her in a very wonderful and extraordinary manner with gifts, qualifying her to be a nursing mother to Israel to teach and instruct them in the mind and will of God. We need to be teaching Mm, and instructing in the mind and will of God Mm. to administer judgments and justice to them, to protect and defend them. And in all which she discovered a maternal affection for them. She loved them. In other words, she, so she was the mother of Israel having an affectionate concern for them as her child, as her children. Mm. Now, till she arose, there was no perfect salvation and no deliverance. And I want you to think of that in your life as a mother. Um, arise, not just for your children, for the nation you That's are awesome. in. Because there, there's no perfect salvation mm. and deliverance unless it comes through you. That is the mandate that Jesus put on us. Salvation came through Jesus. Jesus left his Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit is going, now you go. Now you go out. He's Mm. calling us out. Mm. You are called, mom, not only to your family, but to the families that are motherless and a nation that is motherless, even if the mother is there. Even if those children have a physical mother in their home, not all mothers are going to do what the Bible instructs. 
And that's where we become the mothers of our nation. So we hope this encouraged you. This mustn't discourage you. It must encourage you to be a mother of nations, not only to your own mother or to your own children, but to the children that are around you. Um, That is it from us, from It's a Mom's Life. Next week we'll have, uh, you know, something else to share with you. But until then, from It's a Mom's Life, live, laugh, and love on Active FM. Check us out on Facebook. Make sure you comment, leave us some stuff, and we hope you have a happy listen. That's it. Good and bye. Bye. Active FM. Radio has never been better.